Mondays on Radio 191 FM. Tēnā koutou i tēnei ahiahi. Kei te ko ingoa, and these are your Radio 1 news updates for Ratu, the 27th of April. A rental or a fitness scheme would compensate tenants living in an unhealthy home exempt from Labour's healthy home standards. A scheme the Mayor supports, but one that hasn't been implemented. Radio 1 spoke to Mayor Aaron Hawkins to check the Council's progress on investigating a rental warrant of fitness scheme. Too often we see either accommodation providers who are unaware of what their responsibilities are or willfully disregard them and hope that their tenants don't notice. And that's not all of them, but it's not, it shouldn't be any of them. In 2019, OUSA made a list of policies for mayoral candidates to pledge themselves to, with Aaron Hawkins pledging to investigate a rental warrant of fitness scheme. Hawkins still supports a rental warrant of fitness, but says the scheme is unworkable. The, the fact is at the moment there is very little that local government can do that has any standing whatsoever. Uh, Wellington City Council is often cited as, as an example. They brought in a, a warrant of fitness scheme. It's entirely voluntary and a, a voluntary standard for regulations is it's never going to capture the worst performing and the worst behaving people. Many student flats are exempt from the healthy home standards due to their heritage status or because they are simply too old to be renovated. For example, houses built directly on the ground can't be fitted with underfloor insulation due to inaccessibility. Hawkins says these exemptions are an issue, but until a rental warrant of fitness can be mandated through central government, Hawkins believes rebuilding these houses is an option. It's flippant to say that you could just bulldoze the houses and rebuild them. Like rebuilding stuff has to be part of it because some of these things can't be retrofitted to a livable standard necessarily. OUSA Residential Representative Jack Saunders says the council's decision reflects a lack of resources and infrastructure to pursue a rental warrant of fitness. From where the council's coming from, it's in the branch of just being too high basket for them. They'd have to put together a specific group of people who would then go out and individually order all of the like rental properties to make sure that they're up to scratch. And you get a lot of rogue landlords who would just be like, if there's only a team of four of them, it's going to take a few years realistically to go around and check each individual house. Saunders says OUSA has stopped advocating for a rental warrant of fitness, opting instead to promote tenancy services to rectify property issues. Tenancy services at this stage does have the capacity to order rental properties if requested by like a tenant to see if they're complying with the healthy home standard, which is effectively what a rental warrant of fitness would do, except just without all of the costs to the DCC or the cost to the taxpayer or you know the ratepayers or anything. Tenancy services can audit properties to ensure that they comply with the healthy home standards, which Saunders believes can help fix the healthy home's exemptions as well. I think what you could do is ensure that those properties there would be possibly up the list in terms of the ones that were audited for compliance for the things that they can be doing. You know, like, Do they have a good heat pump? Are the windows completely sealed? And then is there some sort of compensation that could be reached? One intoxicated University of Otago student lost nearly $800 at the Dunedin Casino following a day of debauchery at the Hyde Street Party, critic to Arohi reports. The student went to the casino after attending the Hyde Street Party, and after half an hour, the student had lost $750 at the roulette table. Despite Dunedin Casino CEO Dominique Dowding saying that intoxicated parties aren't allowed through the door, the student entered the casino intoxicated and continued to drink in the casino until the bar stopped serving them. 
Otago University professor Doug Selman specialises in harm caused by alcohol and gambling, and Selman believes the casino's business model predicates drinking, saying, quote, The most important relationship between the two is the disinhibition and the increasing impulsiveness that comes with alcohol. This makes intoxicated customers more likely to gamble and lose money, with Selman saying, quote, Casinos go out of their way to ensure customers have alcohol, because it's good for business. You can read the full story in this week's Critic Te Arohi. Now we cross over to Bonnie Harrison for some more news. Denakwe. The University of Otago's Performing Arts Students Association is urging people to submit on the council's draft 10-year plan to secure the funding of a new community theatre. As part of their consultation on future public works, the Dunedin City Council is asking the public whether they should renovate the new Athenaeum Theatre in the Octagon or the Mayfair in South Dunedin, two projects slated to cost several million dollars in capital investment and upkeep over the next few decades. This comes after the closure of the iconic Fortune Theatre in 2018, a move which left Otipoti in desperate need of a mid-sized professional performance space. While performing arts student president Jess and musical theatre rep Caitlin favoured different options. The Mayfair Theatre. The um, Octagon option. They are doubtful whether the development will even get to see the light of day. Taxpayers don't like to pay for things that are in any way related to art. Performing arts is kind of seen as a joke. People see the arts and performing arts as a a want, not a need. So when it's proposed over things like new public toilets and things like that, it definitely gets put to the bottom. Amidst a feeling of underappreciation in the university setting, young performers often do not feel supported into further careers in the arts. I think the way that the university treats us, it reflects the way that the, the sort of general public believe about performing arts. It's a nice thing for their kids to do to go and watch their little dance recitals, but it's not a career, a quote-unquote, and I think that's why um, this whole project that's been um, proposed by the council is very likely not to happen, which is sad. I'd really like it to happen. This new theatre project could not come at a better time. Jess says that the current state of venues in the city means either performing in obscure locations to small crowds or breaking the bank on the few large venues available. It's hard to be able to find the funding to pay for a venue like that when you don't have an established group. There's so many productions um, that do, but they don't get played because they can't find a venue. These more mid-sized venues it allows space for people to take a whole new group of people with them. Beyond cost saving, they say the prospect of a new performing space means that art will become more accessible to both performers and to the public. And that's what our whole Students Association is about, is making performing arts accessible to people of all discipline levels and experience levels because it shouldn't be a thing that is gatekept, but unfortunately it is. I hope that people do um, submit would support the performing arts venues and building it. Um, I think it is incredibly important to um, culture, really. Online submissions on the draft 10-year plan close this Thursday, the 29th of April. Call Bonnie Harrison, DNA. Kia ora, Bonnie. The Students for Sensible Drug Policy organisation have been affiliated by OUSA following discussions with the OUSA executive and modifications to the club's constitution. Radio 1 spoke to Bryn Ryder, the Treasurer for Students for Sensible Drug Policy, to discuss this recent affiliation and the club's future activities. 
We basically just had to find a way to make sure that OUSA wasn't concerned about the intention of the club and what was going to be going on. Obviously, a, a drug-related club of any sort is going to raise some eyebrows. Being affiliated by OUSA means Students for Sensible Drug Policy can apply for grants and hold meetings on campus. Whether or not we're OUSA affiliated, we think there's a lot of uh, good that we can do and information we can bring to students, but it helps having OUSA on our side as well. Ryder says Students for Sensible Drug Policy is crucial for student representation as the University of Otago's drug policy has wide-ranging implications for students. Whether you consume substances or not, the policies and way that the university deals with students around those issues affect everyone. Right down to who is allowed to live in uni flats or the way that confidential mental health records are treated from student health and, and whether the proctor is allowed to look at those. Currently, the University of Otago is restructuring its code of conduct regarding alcohol and substance use, which Ryder says is a priority for students for sensible drug policy. The university is already planning on revamping its uh, code of conduct as it relates to students who get in trouble uh, with alcohol or drugs, and we already have some major concerns with the direction that that's going. So I think it was uh, just in time that we got ourselves organised and brought a voice for students to the table. Students for Sensible Drug Policy are holding their first meeting at 7pm tonight in room 5 of the Clubs and Societies building. Alrighty, those were the news updates for Ratu, the 27th Ontario Irirangi Kotahi. Let's go to Weather featuring Irene, also known as My Mum. The Radio 191FM Weather. Kia ora, ko Irene Tine. These are the Radio 1 weather updates for Ratu, the 27th of April. Today there is a high of 10 degrees with a low of 4. There will be snow to 500 metres in the morning and the day will be cloudy, featuring a few showers which will clear up by the evening, as well as some fresh southwesterlies easing out from the afternoon. Tomorrow we have a high of 16 degrees and a low of 8. The day will be partly cloudy, featuring possibly early inland frost and westerlies. Be sure to wear a fair few layers, folks. That's all for the weather people. Let's bring it back to Zach for Astrology. The Radio 1 Astrology Report. Hi there, my. This is the Radio 1 Astrology Report. So what's up with the cosmos today, huh? Well, the moon is in Scorpio at the moment, which for you Tauruses means the day will be a tad rough, characterised by partnership and collaborative troubles. Try to keep your head above water and take a break if you need to. For Pisces, the Scorpio moon will inspire you to break out of your cycle. As the mundanity of routine gets to you, you'll start craving adventure. However, due to time constraints, you may have to just stick to your routine. But at the very least, you can shake it up a little bit. That's it for today's astrology report, folks. Don't forget you're listening to Radio 1. Te reo irirangi ko tahi. Puritia kia raka.